This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. guys welcome to week 42 we got the interview i think one of one of my favorite ones that we've had so far ran into this dude genuine good fucking dude we got on here for you today i'm not gonna cuss too much on this i promise but we got keen award for you uh in in case he ends up wanting to share this with somebody like i don't want to like i don't know i don't want the very first thing for him to hear is is just a bleep or an (laughs) f-bomb like i you know um, but we got Keen Award with us. We're, we're going to be jumping into an interview after we get done with the intro. Definitely psyched to have him here, though. Uh, so, Tailgate Talks, episode 42. Make sure, if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes. Five-star rating. Drop a rate and review below. Definitely help us out there to kind of move us forward so we can kind of get sponsorships and stuff like that later on in the end. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter at Tailgate underscore Talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. As far as our personal accounts, uh, you can find Dustin at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the yellow is a one. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have That's where we post all of our shorts. And uh, it, hit that little bell notification to be notified every time a video goes live. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything that you want to hear us discuss on the show, you can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. Um, we've been we've been hype about this for for almost a full month now. So definitely excited to have this happening. I'm gonna kick this over to Brooks. He's gonna kick this off, and uh, take it away, man. Yeah. So like Arlie said, we've got Texas Tech defensive back or former Texas Tech defensive back Keenan Ward joining us today to talk about his time at Texas Tech. What are his thoughts on where Texas Tech's at? But we have some news that's been breaking over the last week, and who better to get somebody's thoughts on than somebody who played in the big 12 and played had many battles against some of these teams so with that being said conference realignment texas and oklahoma headed out of the big 12 the big 12 seemingly is at its end keenan what are your thoughts so far on this mess that's going on right now uh with the big 12 sec and all this stuff what, what are your thoughts and opinions on all of this yeah, hey, Brooks, uh, first, I just want to thank you and the boys for having me on, man. Um, yeah, no yeah, problem, man. This w- yeah, this week has been has been crazy for the Big 12, right? I mean, I mean, we've known, you know, Texas and OU have always been wanting kind of out for the, you know, past couple of years, 2010, kind of something shook up, and we were talking to Pac-12, and kind of it kind of dissipated. And then uh, Longhorn Network comes, and then everybody else is pissed. Texas is loving it, and then all of a sudden it's back, it's back on the map and Texas and OU are, are out, you know, by 2025. So now, you know, as a, as a tech fan, as a tech fan and alum, we're just kind of thinking where we're going to go. And the Pac-12 is kind of just sitting there kind of just shining real bright for us. And uh, I mean, I think it'd be pretty cool just to, just to, you know, 
not just as a fan, but as a player, play somebody new, travel to, you know, Tucson and Tempe, Tempe, you know, every other year, that'd be kind of cool, a little mix-up. But, I mean, it's kind of crazy just to see how it's all going to unfold. So do you have any animosity towards OU or UT on this, or do you just kind of understand it as, like, Hell a yeah. grab? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, dude, at first, you know, I was – I was pissed at first. I was like, why would yeah. – I mean, Texas can't even win in the Big 12. Why are they trying to go exactly. to the SEC and get <laughs> smacked, wow. you know? I mean, Texas holds so much weight in the Big 12. I mean, why are they you – think, you think the SEC is going to treat them the same way the Big 12 did? Hell no. Hell no. No. Hell no. The, the, and I think A&M even had more respect going into the SEC than, than UT will, in all honesty. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I do understand OU's, OU's side. I mean – their last 20 games, they've – out of the, the last 20 games, 11 of them have been at 11 a.m. I mean, this is a powerhouse football program, and they're playing at 11 a.m. pretty much every Saturday. I'd be pissed yes. That is very true. So uh, – no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to add, it's kind of funny because OU really isn't catching any of the, the bullets. You've seen some people tweeting out this. OU's kind of just skating by watching Texas take all the crap. <laughs> because yeah, no- yeah, and I wouldn't – dude, I wouldn't be shocked if OU, you know – once this transition happens, man, OU will be a real contender in the SEC. I believe that. But oh, yeah, yeah. Texas, Steve, no shot. You 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 think do you think they'll be a contender year one? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, people, you know, SEC fans say like because it's always OU versus SEC in a bowl game, and OU usually you know runs it up on them, and then SEC fan base is like, oh, it's just a bowl game, like yada yada yada. But Dude, OU has some dogs. Mm-hmm. And so when you open up that SEC pipeline where they're recruiting from Florida and Georgia and Mississippi on top of the Texas kids that they're getting, I mean, they could take over. Yeah. Definitely pumped to see that. So so you mentioned it a little bit earlier um, about the Pac-12. There's a little bit of talk of, of the AAC. Uh, where would you actually like to see Texas Tech end up? If you had, had, a, had a vote to cast, where would you like to see them go? Dude, I mean, anywhere but the AAC, right? I mean, yeah. think about who's in I'm the American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine Tech going and playing Tulane or Rice. Like, dude. Nah. Tech stands on being a Power 5 school. That's what helps Tech get recruits. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now we'll yeah. find I mean, new teams. AAC is just super weak, you know? It is. We'll find new teams to hate in the Pac-12 for sure. And in the AAC, it's oh. going to be hard to hate other teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're smaller schools. We'd be the powerhouse in AAC. I mean, but Pac-12, dude, I mean, think about it. You got Cal, you got Oregon, you got USC. Like, that's easy hate, man. It's just easy. It's going to be great, in my opinion. Not to mention, I mean, uh, so the Pac-12 being known for their speed and stuff, uh, it, it, that's kind of that's kind of their MO, I guess you want to put it. Like, sure. to be over there and get all the Texas recruits to that want to not play in the, just in the SEC to play in the Pac-12, we could take over Texas recruiting pretty quick. I don't, I don't know what you think on that, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, no, because, I mean, as a, as a recruit, man, it's like that's kind of the biggest thing. You're thinking, like, my skill set, like, am I, am I more built for, you know, the every, you know, the run game SEC, you know, dog fights or don't want to go pack 12, big 12 and just sling it and be a dog and, you know, just have that clout in the backfield or as a receiver. And so, I mean, that, that weighs a lot, man. I think, I think Pac, if Tech goes pack 12, that's going to bring a lot more recruits, better recruits, in Texas that we're keeping here at Tech. Absolutely. So, Keenan, we had we were all three in school and watched you get to play a lot of games. And so I'm going to transition to your time at Tech as a player. Um, so we'll 
just kind of in general, what were some of your favorite moments playing at Texas Tech? Man, there there were a lot. I mean, probably more off the field than on the field. <laughs> we get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, we had we had really good teams, and man, I just have so many brothers that you know from 2013, 2016 that I met and still keep in touch with. Mahomes, who we're going to talk about later, man, still one of my good buddies. Ian Sadler played slot receiver in 14-15. Probably my best friend, my best man in my wedding. Like, Ooh. just, I think one of my favorite moments is just going through the dog fights of, like, it's coming up, like, fall camp. You know, you got 30 days. Nobody's in Lubbock. All the girls are gone. You just, it's just you and the boys for 30 days straight, man. The grind. and I mean, that's, that's kind of one of the... I don't know. It was just like, that's something you don't forget. And I'll carry that forever. But obviously, you know, running out, running out of that tunnel on Saturdays, I mean, that, that's pretty undefeated too. There are any particular games that like stand out to you in your time here? Or is it kind of just, just all of the ride that you, you went on? No, there, there are some, there are some games. So, uh, so my sophomore year, uh, Arkansas came to town and literally oh, they yeah. ran for about, they, they ran for about 500 yards on us. Alex Collins. Oh. At about yeah, 300 yeah. And, or, I forgot who their second running back was, but he was just as damn good. And, uh, dude, their offensive line was massive. They were getting gassed. I was – I played free safety, free safety that game, and literally I had probably 18 tackles with that. That's not normal. That shouldn't happen. That's free safety. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, we got, we got torch, man, in Lubbock, and that just stuck with me, man. I took that personal. So, uh, luckily enough, we had him again the next year, my yep. junior year. In, in Fayetteville, and uh, dude, just I never—I wasn't the type to hop on like fan boards and like see what the <laughs> Arkansas fans were saying, but they were pretty much dogging this, bro. They were saying it's gonna be a repeat, yada 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 yada. And dude, we show up to Fayetteville, and it's one of the craziest crowds I've ever seen—80,000 all old whites talking. Oh yeah, the most, <laughs> Man, shit, the yep. most shit to anybody. That, I was probably called. <laughs> the worst names in Fayetteville than I've ever been called in my entire life. Damn, no shit. Yeah, no, it was all there, but it was fun, man. Uh, we came out with the, like, on offense, we were just rolling. We did some trick play with Jakeem. Yeah. With Jakeem Reggie. to Reg Davis, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we just took off on them 7-0, and our defense held strong all game. And we gave up 14 points, 20 points. I mean, not bad considering how, how terrible right. we were that year. But uh, we yeah, got the win. And the, the, the Jashan uh, forced fumble at the end to seal yeah. it. That was – that was, was ball. yeah. Yeah, that was it, bro. So, me and Jashan, that, that's my boy. We played side by side together for three yeah. years. So, that's – I know that guy more than anybody else pretty much on the team, like football-wise, you know, because we were just right, always right. chatting, communicating together. But, yeah, that was that was one for the books. And when we got back to Lubbock, we got back at a good time. Probably about 12, and it was just bumping. Hit the man. bars up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's exciting, though. Um, so, okay. So, so uh, I'm sure you get asked this. As soon as you tell anybody or they figure out you 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 played at Texas Tech during those years, <laughs> and, and it, it's going to come up, and you knew it was before you signed up for this interview. Uh, <laughs> it's got to get annoying, and I'm sorry I got to be the one to ask it, but we need it for the interview. We need it for the questions, though. What was it like yeah. playing next to Pat? What what was it like playing playing with Mahomes? I mean, uh, uh, give us some, give us some stories, give us some tales, give us your perspective, and uh, on on playing next to what what is quickly becoming one of one of the NFL's greatest. 
Yeah, I mean, he's arguably the greatest, man. It's just getting crazier and bigger as the years go by, man. He's just taking off, and it's just crazy because we used to sit on the sit on the couch in our in our rent house and just broke like eating ramen, like making eggs, like just broke, you know, like. But yeah, dude, being having Pat as a teammate, man, that takes a lot of stress off of you. But uh, yeah, man, he was great on and off the field, like literally one of my best friends. But you know, me being on the defensive side, we really. When you get to the, you know, Big 12, like, it's kind of offense other thing, defense other thing. It's never really cohesive. Like, you work out together, you do your thing. But, like, practice-wise, it's, like, split yeah, up, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, dude, all our memories, like, every anytime we talk, bro, it's about something that we did off the field. And just, like, from, from the parties <laughs> to just the workouts together, man, like, just the memories that we have together are just crazy. And it's just – it's insane to see where – where he's going and what he's done already, man. He's 26 years old. And yeah. He's, I mean, he's the face, man. And it's, it's crazy just to have experienced the small things in life with that dude, you know? But it's cool. Um, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm curious. So playing with him in college, did you foresee any of this happening this fast in his career? Dude, no. So check, dude, his first game, his first game, bro, at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. We're down by, dude, it was close. Yeah. Davis Webb had a, had a day. Davis got hurt. And at that point, my, we didn't know Pat was a guy. Like, we had no idea. Right. Pat was a true freshman. He came in. His, his first pass, bro, like literally full, like full motion, and the ball went backwards. Ball yeah, went. yeah. I we were just like, we're like, oh, we're screwed, bro. <laughs> like, that's my guy, but we're screwed. <laughs> but, but obviously it all played out, man, and he, had a, he finished that year pretty strong. His sophomore year, he exploded. He was the face of love. He had his own shirt before the end. Imagine if you know that the red shirt where he just flexing. What yeah. was it? The the imagine, me and my homies thing. Was that the one? Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. And imagine, bro, if nil was in place for that. Oh man, yeah. We would have been balling at the house. Oh, oh man, Lord. yeah, yeah. I would have been eating ramen. <laughs> As for oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, dude. I mean, don't get. I mean, it was me. So people knew me around town, but like. Me being around Pat, I really didn't get the clout that I deserved. That was <laughs> but, I, dude, I would have stayed local. I would have went, like, Cap Rock. I would have had to deal with Cap Rock, Robbie's Liquor. I would have stayed local, you know? That's what was for going sure, on. for sure. <laughs> oh, man. It's good. It's good. Robbie's Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's Liquor. <laughs> That'd be funny. That's crazy. Dustin, you got uh, you got some questions for yeah. him, I know. I want to know a little more about you talked about practice and that kind of thing. I know yeah. during your time, you guys had a lot of different defensive coordinators and defensive coaches on that side of the ball. Dude. Tell yeah. us how difficult that is individually as a player, but also as a defensive unit. Because I know that was one of our biggest struggles through your times here. Yeah. So, yeah, let me set this straight, bro. Like, people. I get a lot of like shit talkers to me at a bar late at night, like, oh, y'all were so bad. Like, bro, you don't realize what we went through. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's hard. I do. Like, I promise you, like, you can go back and watch the LSU game. Like, first, first two quarters, bro, it was tight. Like, the difference between Tech and LSU as a whole is not talent. It's it's depth, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like me, have, the safety having to go 80 plays and LSU safety having to go 40 plays. Because their backup is just as good. Right. That's the difference. But as you were saying, your question uh, kind of got off track. What was it? <laughs> Tell us about, like, how difficult is it with so many defensive 
coordinators that you had over the years. They changed. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So for, for example, my sophomore year, we had, we're coming into the spring, into the new year with the new DC that DC got fired two games in. Yep. And then we got another D. So like we, I literally, I had four DCs in one year. And like people don't realize how hard it is. Not only like a new DC is a new coach, different lingo, different, you know, like just a different person. Yeah. But it's a whole different scheme. And if you're playing in the Big 12, bro, like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like, imagine trying to learn. Like, literally, I didn't. I went every year, pretty much, learning a new defense. Yeah. And that's just insane. No, that's like, hard. We, just, we never had a chance, bro, but I, I promise the talent was always there. Yeah, I mean, we've had several guys make it to the league off that defense yeah. over the time. But, yeah, you yeah. look at it a defensive coordinator every single year and you're looking at these big 12 offenses with players who are making the league on the regular, like the OUs of the world. Like that's gotta be almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Uh, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit, but yeah, like you were saying, like the shootout game against OU and Baker's first day back in Lubbock, <laughs> oh, they had, they had Mark Andrews first rounder, best tight end. Pretty, I mean, top five tight end in the league right now. They had yeah. C.D. Lamb, they had um, D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. And then um, – Joe Mixon. Oh, and they had Joe Mixon and somebody appear on in the backfield, bro. Stacked. That's not even fair. Come on, why you're there. Stacked, and you, want, and you want me to learn a new defense <laughs> the week before? So outside of, like, just learning your own defense, how hard is it in the Big 12 playing every one of these run-and-gun Big 12 offenses? Yeah, dude, it, it's super hard because cause the Big 12 is not just air raid anymore. You're like, you still got some dogs at running back, right? So you have to respect the pass game. For example, we played we played Baylor one year. I think when, it was my freshman at Bryce Petty. They were swinging, though. And, like, they would have their, their X and Y receivers or their wideouts literally on the out-of-bounds lines. So, you, like, as a corner and a safety, you have to respect that, right? You have to be pretty much wide enough to where you can cover that. But as a safety, close enough to where you could defend the run if they wanted to just do like a read option, you know, it was inside zone. So like, yeah, it's impossible to. That's why like people talk, you know, talk trash about the like Big Twelve defense is giving up points. But like when that, when a Big Twelve team plays anybody else, they're running up on them too because it's just impossible yeah. to defend. But and, and I mean that's kind of been the mo of the Big Twelve for a long time, and and well, more recent history too though is that they have the spread offense, which is kind of uncharacteristic of a lot of other divisions. But then more recently, they've been recruiting a lot heavier into the running game and the lines. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I don't even know, probably I mean, 10 or 15 big 12 running backs in the league right now. And don't even get me started on the offensive line. Like, dogs, like, we have a couple right now. Jack Anderson from last year, he's All-American. Like, he was our tackle at Tech, and we hardly ran the ball, you know, so it's, nobody knows him. Plus, you got these offensive coordinators and coaches right now who, like Lincoln Riley and OU, who I've just been born and bred in this offense and have perfected it in some ways. And then now they get the best talent in the country to go play that offense. Yeah, I mean, it's a cheat code. It's a cheat code. You got Lincoln Riley who knows all the ins and outs of, you know, the passing trees and the air raid. And then he's recruiting four and five star running backs. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, right? Spread your receivers out yeah. on the ball. Yeah. Huge, huge. Um, so, 
let, let, let's kind of take a take a, a jump forward a couple years for you though, and, and just taking a look at at, uh, at Texas Tech at the moment. Uh, what are your thoughts on the program where it is right now? Where it's standing? Uh, you know, we were very critical uh, of our of our OC last year. Um, yeah, and and so I mean, what are your thoughts on the program as as it stands right now? No, I think. So I think Matt Wells is, I think he's our guy. You know, people were kind of gave up on him last year. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of the MO of tech, right? Somebody comes in and doesn't produce in two yeah. years, you want to get rid of them. That's just not the way to do it, man. We've seen that happen. And uh, I mean, we've got Sonny Cumbie back. I'm a big Cumbie fan. Cumbie's from my hometown, Snyder, Texas. So he recruited me to tech. So that's my guy. Oh, nice. And uh, anybody, anybody who's ever, you know, played under Cumbie will tell you that he's, He's Kingsbury. I mean, they're just gurus. They're like Sean McVay. They, they just know the ins and outs, and they're just tricky and creative. So uh, I think Wells bringing Cumby in not only created competition for Wells, it was a scary hire, I feel, for Wells. Yeah. But uh, we needed it. We needed it for sure because that dude is a, a freaking guru. He knows he knows everything, or like literally everything. But that's that's good to hear, though, honestly. Uh, I, we were We were – we, we, we I don't think we, we were very hard on Yost, but we never gave up on Wells because again we understand that like yeah. it's not a one year thing. It's that we wouldn't we were never ignorant or blind about it. Like we understand that it's not a one year two year. Like you need to create a program and you need to recruit for your for your system or your program. And so like we were never yeah, hard absolutely. on him. We were hard on Yost, and that was I think to some degree validated. But like uh, but your thoughts so far is that Wells is doing his thing. He's doing the right hires, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, you look back at last year and just question, like you you wanted to believe that Wells wasn't doing any of that, the play calling, and it was strictly Yost because we wanted somebody to put the blame on, you know? Right, a right. Because it, it was pretty rough watching what we did last year. I just, man, I just, I just can't even understand why we did some of the things we did. But, yeah, I mean, I do believe that Wells is uh, he's doing the right thing. I don't know if you've seen – the transfers that we brought in, which yeah. is huge, not and not JUCO transfers. We were when yeah. I was playing, maybe I don't know if it was Cliff or whoever, but we bring in a lot of JUCO transfers. Which, for one, they they want JUCO because they're not the smartest, right? Right. And yes. you want them to come and play in a very smart conference football. Yeah, like, you know, like you got to know everything. You got to keep you, up. You got to be on point. I mean, the, there's a lot. To you have to be on point, and yeah. So Wells is doing a great job of bringing transfers in from Penn state, Minnesota plate. Like these guys are D one. They're ready to go. They see, they've seen the live action. They've seen the speed and you can teach that. If they know the speed and they're smart, man, you can coach that. You can't coach uncoachable, you know? Mm -hmm. So Keenan, are you still in touch with the athletics program, the football program at all? Do you do anything with them still to this day? Yeah, so like I said, once Cumbie got back in, that kind of that kind of brought me back in even more. So uh, the whole equipment staff, uh, Zane Perry, he's he's like the equipment manager. He's been my guy since I came in, and uh, anytime I need some new gear, that's my that's my go-to. Yeah, yeah, I try to stick my I try to stick my head in there every now and then, and you know just show face and catch up with everybody. Nice. Cool. So you talked about getting Cumbie in this offense and kind of see where it goes this year. What are your expectations for this upcoming 2021 season? Uh, what are you thinking of the squad and what, what do you think we can do this year? 
Dude, I like it. I, I mean, I like what we've brought in. Obviously, you know, it's, it always looks good on paper. You got to see it in action. But right. uh, this, this Tyler Shug kid, I mean, he's got a lot of hype. Hopefully, he he can produce because yeah. he has to. He's our guy, right? He needs to. Yeah, this is like what Wells is riding on this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got to produce. So, dude, I mean, out of all my friends, I'm the highest, I think. You know, I'm going for, you know, eight and four with a bowl win, you know, nine and four. That'd be, that'd be clutch. I'd be really happy with that. But, dude, I hear a lot of people talking three and four wins, and I just – I don't see that happening, man. I think we just have too good of a team, you know. We're bringing back a lot of our defensive guys. That has to help a lot. That always helps. And we got the same D.C. That has never happened. Hey. People don't understand how much that helps. Yeah, this is his third straight year, and you're bringing in guys who have been under him for three. So, like – Let's go. And I don't – dude, that just helps – like, these average players who may be not on the spotlight and getting drafted, like, that's just going to – they're just going to get better because they have the same system. Like, imagine – I can only imagine how better I would have been having the same defense every year. It would have been ridiculous. It would have been like clockwork, you know? Yeah, so I, I think I just realized you were playing with DeMarcus Fields, right? You were on the same team for a little bit. Yeah, so he was a freshman my senior year. He's like my little bro. I bought him. Yeah, he's still here. like his sixth year. Yeah, I know, right? That's how you know we're getting old. Like, this is his, like, sixth year, I think, because he got his yeah. year back because of COVID. Yeah. So, oh, he's yeah. got that one spot on lot because he, he, he's been yeah, probably yeah, our best player for a couple years. Yeah, I mean, hell, he's 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, holding on to that college career for dear life. Hopefully, he can make a little money this year on NIL, maybe. <laughs> I saw I saw he signed a couple deals, man. I mean, Oh, that's, good. I'm just so happy for, for these guys. A little jealous, but yeah, overall happy for the NIL, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't so, I didn't put that in the interview questions. Do you, yeah, yeah. Give us like your thoughts on the NIL kind of real quick. Uh, I, I know you say you're jealous there and you wish that it happened yeah. when you were in school, well, but what, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, dude, definitely jealous just because the opportunity, man. Like, like I said, I remember, I mean, I'm chilling with Pat, my roommate, and we're can't even go out and eat. We got to eat ramen for two days until we get our scholarship check. And there's guys now, I mean, kind of off subject, but the quarterback at South Lake is thinking about, South Lake Carroll is thinking about sitting out a senior year so we can get NIL deals. Yeah. Because he's about to get seven figures in NIL deals. He hasn't even, he hasn't even played on the D1 level yet. Right. That's crazy. See, like, like what was like, that? That's insane. The, the Alabama quarterback's already, I think he's, like, already about to, like, 95. <laughs> I think 95 this year. He's never even played. And he's never played it down. Never played it down. And he's about to he's about to make six figures in one in this next year. Yeah, like that, that's, insane. I mean, that's insane to me. I think it's good, uh, but I also think on that aspect with incoming freshmen, it might be a little bit uh, – uh, kind of not not a hindrance what would we call it like 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 it, they're 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 mm, I, I don't have this worded well we'll, we'll move on I, I don't have my like my yeah no like, yeah to go off that i think it's gonna hurt recruiting i mean think about like i was talking about tulane earlier like who the hell's gonna go to tulane when you're chasing nil deals there's no like what are you gonna do in, in tulane yeah. like you're not gonna get any deals unless you're just a dog who you just love Tulane for some reason, but like you're going to go to these big schools where you're on primetime television every night, every Saturday, you know, like you're, it's just going to hurt recruiting in my opinion. Well, you think about like basketball is kind of the sport. I think it yeah. maybe benefits a little bit the most because now the incoming freshmen who have can go play for these, you know, G league teams that pay you money 
or now right. I can make a lot of money at a college that maybe changes their mind on that. But you think about smaller guys like Avery Benson, he would have made a killing here in Lubbock, but only here in Lubbock yeah. because he was just a fan favorite. But like some of the fan favorites now can probably make a pretty good dime just for being like yeah. a guy who sits the bench. <laughs> just being the guy. Yeah. Like Avery Benson probably would have had every deal at every boot store in town. Oh, hey, so for sure. Is word real estate offering any NILs to anybody? <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I mean, I'm just getting rock and rolling. This is my third or fourth full month in real estate. But, hey, yeah, in, in about a year, hit me up because, yeah, I'll be swinging deals. So uh, let's go Let's go ahead and, and we'll we'll jump over to, to talking about your real estate. Uh, after we, we got two questions for you, and then we, we really do want to hear all about what you got going on because, again, you crushed in yeah. high school, crushed in college, you're crushing afterwards. We want to hear more about yes. that. Um, but real quick, we asked this all our interview guys. We need to know your, your your first off your favorite food to eat at a tailgate. What what would that? Are oh, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so dude, I'm just I'm all about the barbecue, bro. Like I pull up on a tailgate and you got brisket and poppers and all that. Like I'm, I'm there. Like I'm probably there, there until the game's over. But uh, <laughs> I pulled up at a tailgate last year and this dude had a fried alligator. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. So everybody was just hands on. It wasn't last year because oh yeah, totally. but year before, year yeah. before, bro, they just had a gator sitting up on like a, on a white table, bro, and people playing beer pong around it and everything, and just going in and no shit. That gator, Damn. Yeah, so that probably takes the top spot. The, the gator. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. <laughs> that's 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 a money spot. I, I'm Cajun, so I will absolutely love that yeah. all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, so go. all right, so so second one. Uh, uh, my easiest way that I described it is I, I'm, I'm slapping uh, 50 on the table and I say, pick your game. What is your favorite game to play at a tailgate? Is it, is it washers? Are you talking cornhole talking? I mean, uh, our, our last interview had darts. What are you picking you to, to try and bet on that 50? You had, you had guys slinging darts at a tailgate. Uh, that was his thing. He, he wasn't a he big guy. Minnesota. He, he was, was from like... Minnesota. They don't have, like, he says most of their tailgates are at bars there. So he will walk oh, into shit. a bar and play darts. Yeah. But we're talking, like, yeah. tech tech tailgate, cornhole, beer pong, washers, you know, yeah. outdoor yeah, that, events. Yeah. That, dude, that dude from Minnesota needs to get down south, man. Oh, well, <laughs> sure. We're, we're working on that. <laughs> yeah. No, that dude, that's a, that's a great question. Cause I'm a gamer, bro. I'm the most competitive guy ever. I'm gonna win at anything, but uh, definitely not cornhole or or washers because washers at a tailgate or cornhole are on these boards and they usually bounce all over the place. And I'm from Snyder, bro. So we used to play dirt washers, like there you, you go, know, the old school oh, yeah, dirt yeah, washer. Yeah, sure. But uh, I mean, if it's not windy out and it's a great day in the OBK, I'm I'm definitely playing beer pong. Okay, I run the table all day. Hell yeah. <laughs> Are you going you to run the table? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. 100%. Every time. All right. We're, we're, we're bringing you on the next tailgate. We're going to have some beer pong. All right. Let's go. Next time I see I'm you there. at Woodrow's, we're hitting the tables over there. <laughs> I'm there, bro. I'm there. Well, uh, obviously, uh, it's been a been a fantastic interview, man. Uh, and it's just yeah, been, it's been, it's fun, just been it's been cool just kicking it with you. It was definitely good running into yeah. you. Uh, so uh, let us know, like, everything that you got going on right now. Obviously, you know, again, I said it earlier. Good high school career, great, great college career, and so far been loving. I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I did my homework. I, I, I Googled there you, you go. and did everything that you've been doing, and I was just like, all right, I'm not going to go in this blind. But, like, you've been crushing the after-college life. What's What you yeah. got going on right now, man? Yeah, I don't want to get too businessy, but, yeah, man. Uh, so right out of college, 
I had uh, just good opportunities in the oil field to get in sales just because, I mean, people people knew Keenan for a good reason. And I had a lot of oil field connections, so I just hopped on that. Man, I was making good money and um, ended up having, having a kid here in Lubbock. And I just had to get back to Lubbock from Midland. I was living in Midland by myself, you know, all bachelor pad in the, in the, in the yeah, permanent yeah. basin. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, like, dude, got into sales and fell in love with it. You know, not only – People, most people know me, and for a good reason. But I, like, I honestly just, just like helping people. That always just, that always stuck with me. That's always been kind of my motto: just help people, my whole life. And then, uh, kind of real estate is kind of the biggest way you can help people. I mean, man, you're achieving people's goal. Like, people don't think they can achieve it, and like, you can, me as a real estate agent can help, you know, help guys do that. And I mean, that's just undefeated feeling, and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, you're 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 giving people uh, the ability to have a place that they can call home, and there's nothing like that feeling of having a home. So yeah, no, yeah, exactly right, man, exactly right. But yeah, um, I'm with Stars Realty, so Stars Realty is really not known in Lubbock. They're they're actually a broker in Midland. Okay. Uh, smaller. They have, I think they have ten agents in in Midland, and I'm the only one here in Lubbock, which is kind of cool because you have these, you know, these Keller Williams and other companies, Coldwells, with like 500 agents all on like in the right, same yeah i'm kind of doing my own thing and it's kind of cool just to has let people been... know who i'm with and who i represent and nobody has a bad taste about stars because nobody really knows about them so, yeah. so yeah. Ha- has it been working out good for you so far i mean obviously uh you you know you 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 are one of the most recognizable names in lubbock i mean uh uh not to be like kind of awkward about that but it's, <laughs> you, but you are like, like you, you as soon as we, we ran into you i was like oh my god and but like how has that been going for you as far as jumping into what is a, a your your face in front kind of business? Yeah, no, that I mean, it, it takes a lot to hop in real estate, man. Like you got to have some some savings ready, you know, on the side, because for one, it takes a lot to to get started, you know, just for one, your license and you got to get an office and just, you know, just furniture and new laptops, yep. just everything. And then. I mean, most people don't get their first deals. I mean, it's pretty pretty common for, you know, the first nine to 12 months. And I was lucky enough just to know a lot of people and treat people well. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just started rolling. You know, I think my first month I, I hit a million in sales, which which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Which, you know, I think I blame it on the market. The market is kind of crazy nah, earlier this year. And it's kind of it's kind of slowed down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty steady. And, yeah, it, it's just taking off, man. I just – just staying, staying consistent, man. I just, I give a lot, a lot of that just to what I did at tech and staying consistent and trust the process, you know, so it translates. Cool. Very awesome, dude. Well, yeah, if you're looking for a house, people, Keenan Ward, hook you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram. It's just Keenan Ward underscore realtor. Uh, my Twitter page, which isn't a real real estate page. It's, it's, it's just me, but I do post a lot of real estate stuff. Sure. It's uh, at Kboard15. And Facebook, same Instagram, Keenan Ward underscore Realtor. If you have any needs, any questions about anything, just give me a holler, man. I'm available at any time. Just touch space, man. And 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 that's a and I, in all honesty, that that's a real sentiment. Like it, it, it's not just talk. He is that good of a person. We we talked to him for a little bit at the bar, and he sat there and talked to us for like 15 minutes. But it wasn't like we were trying to recruit him to come on the show. You 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 actually had it. A, you had a conversation <laughs> like, with us shit. about it. You were pumped about it. And we just came up to you and we just met. And so it was like, you're very, you're a very genuine person. That's, that's a very undervalued trait in people. And so I really do want to thank you for that. And so literally 
if anybody's out there that li- that does listen to this part of the show and you are looking to get a home or you are looking to 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 just even discuss the idea, hit him up. He's he is that genuine good guy. Uh, yeah, man. If you're if you're bored, you want to go have happy hour. Just call <laughs> football, bro. Like, hit me up, dude. Like, we can we can make something happen. We didn't have to be real estate, man. I I, I generally just want to make you know make friends and just get to know everybody in Lubbock, man. I love Lubbock. I'm here to stay forever. So, just reach out to me. We'll have to hook up for a game or something. We'll have to meet up at a tailgate with the uh, alligator out there and play some beer pong <laughs> before a game. Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna, yeah, in the meantime, let's let's uh let's get another night at Woodrow scheduled and uh oh, yeah. talk football. Oh, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I don't need it. that kind of oh, headache sure, again though, sir. I don't. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, what do what do I do tonight? Uh, don't do it. <laughs> I'm don't going to it. blue light tonight in like an hour. There you go. <laughs> it's happening. There you go. Friend from Austin's in town and playing down there. So that's where I'll be. Let's go. That's that's badass. Um, I'm but, in Denver. I'm in Denver City, so yeah, I'm kind of stuck out here. I can't really, Houston, I can't really get around. <laughs> Houston, no shot. Hey, I, I got no shot. Home of the Mustangs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Denver City Mustangs. That's me right here. My there girlfriend lives in Midland, so if I'm not at Woodrose in Lubbock, I'm at Woodrose in Midland. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, again, man, uh, I can't thank you enough. I know, I, I know they're feeling the same yeah, way. We, it, we, we definitely can't thank you enough. Uh, but. Awesome interview. Thank you again for coming on. Everybody listening, uh, obviously go go hit him up if you need him for for realty team. But if you run into him, just say hi. I mean, mean, he's genuinely a good dude that you want to go talk to. And that was our interview with Keenan Ward. Hopefully, y'all really enjoyed that. Again, we're all fanboying a little bit over here. We all loved it. Uh, But we are going to jump into absolutely. You see Dustin with the hands. We really were. I, I was I was fanboying a little bit over that. It was awesome to see him. But uh, we're going to go ahead and and finish off the rest of. Our, our Club Red segment, uh, we did want to kind of let him take his take on the on the Big 12 and it blowing up and OU and UT leaving. But then we wanted to kind of, you know, let him have his take as far as the interview. And then we we're going to come in and discuss it now. So, um, Brooks, I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to you. Uh, what is so far your take on everything that's happening with OU, with the SEC, with with UT and, and Texas Tech? And all of it, what, what are your thoughts and opinions so far as to where we're standing? Yeah, so if you live under a rock and aren't paying attention to college right. football, uh, OU and Texas have left the Big 12. Basically, of course, their agreement would be like 24, 25. So they still are technically in the Big 12 for a few more years. But they have applied for membership in the SEC. And the whole thought process is that they will be in the SEC by 2022. So this is probably the last year, which means the Big 12 is pretty much done. My thoughts is this is a big old fucking money grab. Just money, money, money. It's not about competition. It's not about winning anymore. It's just about money. And I tweeted it out earlier. There was a segment, Dan Levitard interviewed john skipper or not really interviewed he works with john skipper so he's just talking to his boss john skipper who is the former president of espn if you're not familiar with john skipper he was there when uh kind of as keenan mentioned back in 2010 2011 when AM left and texas was kind of sitting there with a chance to go with us to go to the pac-12 big 10 all of that espn was the ones who gave them the longhorn network to stay in the big 12 <laughs> So ESPN has their hands in all of this. And then Levitard straight up asks him, is everything that's happening now, the ruining of college football, is it your and ESPN's fault? And he goes, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. 
basically ESPN has ruined college football. It's a money grab now. It's all about media rights. It's all about TV rights. And ESPN has a hand in all of this. They're convincing teams. They're convincing Texas, hey, stay in the Big 12. You'll get more money this way. Don't go to the Pac-12. We don't want you there. They have a hand in all of this. They obviously have a hand in the SEC stuff. There's news breaking today that Big 12 is is going after ESPN for meddling behind their backs. And Bob Bob Bowlesby, as I tweeted out, Bob Bowlesby, uh, says they have irrefutable evidence that they have the AAC. They're trying to get the AAC to get five Big 12 teams. And that way the Big 12 falls apart. Texas and OU aren't don't have to pay their buyouts to leave the conference. And then ESPN just gets more money. Texas gets more money. OU gets more money. Everybody in the SEC gets money. That's all it is. Texas isn't going there to compete. OU is obviously going to be able to be competitive football-wise. But uh, it's just, man, it's real slimy. It's real shady, and I fucking hate it. Uh, I hate it for Tech because I loved us being in the Big 12. I don't really know where we go from here. We have a lot of options, but I don't know which one is actually going to happen. And so we're just here in this fucking pit. We have no idea what's going on, and it sucks right now, uh, especially as diehard tech fans. You just want to see us be in a place that puts us in a competitive conference where yeah. that benefits us, and so it's just kind of a shitty time to be a tech fan right now, man. It's a hard time yeah. to be a tech fan it right now. It sucks that our rival in Texas, who's been mediocre in football, like Keenan just mentioned, is leading the way on this. And I mean, it just sucks to lose your in-state rival, but also a team that I mean, honestly, on the field, doesn't deserve it. And they're going after the big money in the big big league. I mean, they're just as good as Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the in Arkansas has been. Like, And that's middle bottom of the SEC. Yep. They're not even close to Florida, Georgia, nope. LSU, and nobody's in the realm of Alabama, but that's fine. But, like, they're not even close to that second tier. It's still the brand that – I, I I get like they might be able to pull in more recruits and yeah. now with the NIL being in the SEC definitely yeah. would probably help them. But my last little thing is I think Chris Beard had to know that this was going down. I think right. he had to know. Um, I think he, it was in the works. Hey, you're going to go to the SEC or you can stay at Tech and get left behind. And I think that was probably another thing that went into uh, him yeah. going to that university. I wouldn't be surprised by that one bit. But – Brooks hit on a lot of the bullshit of it that's been going on, and apparently it has been. But looking forward for Tech, it's, it's a lot of rumors going around there backed by a few Tech sources that Pac-12 is looking pretty likely, maybe with us and Oklahoma State kind of holding hands yeah. on the way there. So that's kind of our new partner in this whole deal. So Pac-12 is looking likely unless Pac-12, some Pac-12 teams make a move to the Big Ten, which also could happen. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces that could still happen in the next year in the or next two. Year? That's the crazy part about this. Next week. It's all of this can happen within the next year. That's the insane part. And so, like, I don't know where we go. Like, I, I, with the like with you mentioning the whole Big Twelve blow up thing and just join the AAC, like that would that would screw us over. That would take no, us out of. We if if we're if Texas Tech is looking out for Texas Tech, then we move to the Pac-12. But yeah. if we end up being sent over to the AAC as some sort of package deal, 
Like, is that possible? Like, all like here's these five universities or six universities take that over, and the Big Twelve drops all of their shit. No, no, I think that's why Oklahoma State is holding hands with us because we're looking at it the same way. We can't go down no. from the Big Twelve, and that's what the AAC is, or that's what bringing in AAC teams yep. does to the Big Twelve. Absolutely, it doesn't make us any better. We have to go to one of these power four conferences now yeah and join in as one of those schools we can't go same level or down like some people think uh i i really hope it's pac-12 i really do and and for 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 two reasons one better competition you stay in a power conference but also it's that recruiting aspect that i was talking a little bit about earlier and i I tried to kind of hold myself back because i was i could have gone off for while but like from the recruiting aspect you know you'd have two major schools in the sec with with ut and a&m and then you'd have one school in texas in the pac-12 so then you kind of that would give us like basically the only school in texas with pac-12 recruiting like i I, I think that that would play big time in our favor i mean that's why a&m went to sec in the first place they wanted to be the only texas school in the sec they thought that would definitely give them the advantage i think it's definitely the Pac-12 is definitely kind of like the least respected of the Power Five, but it's still a Power Five. And the way things are shifting, and if you listen to that interview again, he says this is going to four super conferences with 16 teams in each, and then by the end of it, he thinks it's just going to be the power. The Power Four conferences are going to do their own thing. Yep. He thinks the NCAA tournament is going to turn into 64 teams that are just teams in the super conferences. And then it'll leave the mid-majors and all that out. He thinks that's the way this is going. That's going to be a money plug for ESPN, you betcha. So oh, yeah. that's what they're going to go for. So it's you got to get into a power conference, I think, now. And Pac-12 is the best marriage. You've played Arizona State. You've played Arizona. You have ties with Oregon and Oregon State in the future. We've yeah. been we've been in the same conference as oh, Colorado. Oh, my God. And can um, you can you imagine? God damn it, we gotta bring gotta play Colorado again. I hate no, that. no, no. But can can you imagine? All right, so can you imagine though being in the same conference with Oregon and track and field? Oh God, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be good. I think that's gonna be fun to watch. I just it brings some of- new. The Pac-12 is the most entertaining by far for us yeah. because it, like you said, it brings in new teams that are fun, have history. Basketball conference, you know pretty good um baseball they're tend to tend to be a pretty good good baseball conference so it's not like like all our other sports are just taking a hit they're going to be pretty good yeah yeah. pretty well set if we do this now football is kind of it's a little bit of a experiment with this conference but you immediately go in and i think you're competitive in this conference so i think that's the big take out of that is that uh, football wise we can compete somewhat we'll see that that's up in the air but or how will, how it'll translate is up in the air, but like all our other sports, basketball is going to do well in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, baseball is going to do well in the Pac-12. Track and field is going to do well in the Pac-12. Meat judging is going to stay undefeated. Uh, yeah, no. meat judging doesn't matter. <laughs> Big no. Twelve, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, still champs. I had to. I'm sorry. I had to do that one. But like, but, but we, we 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 would transfer extremely well into that. We would stay in power conference and, and I think it would help us a ton on the national level. Like I would yeah. love that. If we do, if we go to the American, it, it you, you're digging our grave. You're digging our yep. grave on that shit. No, agreed. Uh, but all right, 
Um, well, any other takes on this? I mean, I know we could we could go on for this. We've texted a bunch over it, but I think that's kind of that's kind of where I feel we're all at on on this move yeah. with with OU and UT. Go ahead, Brooks. Just gonna say, well, we'll watch as news continues to develop over the next few weeks, and maybe with our guests for next week, we'll dive into this even more. So. We can't announce it little, yet, but we will let you guys a, a know as soon tease. as we can. We can't. Well, we will let you guys know as soon as we can. We've kind of been waiting a little bit on the interview stuff to let you guys know once they've kind of confirmed for sure, because we don't want to get y'all's hopes up and have like you know somebody that you really want to hear their take on, and then they have like a last minute thing pop up. So, uh, stay tuned. Make sure you're following us on all the socials, and obviously, if you want to catch the live interview with uh, with with these people that we're bringing in. Follow us on the Twitter and you'll be notified. Uh, but they're going to be always on Wednesdays, and uh, if we can get them, obviously here to yep. schedule at that time. That's going to wrap up the episode for us. That's going to wrap up the interview. Uh, if you're listening live, thank you for coming out. Definitely appreciate you guys checking us out on the Twitch. If you're listening on the podcast, definitely appreciate you for coming by. Uh, so make sure if you're not already subscribe to the podcast. Uh, again, we we can't say it enough. iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Drop the rating. As far as our Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook, we are on all three. On Twitter, it is at tailgate underscore talks. Dustin, you'll find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. Brooks, you'll find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you'll find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And Keenan, you'll find him at Keenan Realty. I believe that's what it was, right? Keenan Ward underscore realtor. Dang it. I was go. close. I was working on it. I, I tried to remember oh. on the spot in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so. Uh, as well as the YouTube channel, uh, make sure you go hit that up with a, with a subscribe and a bell and all of that. And then if you need to email us for any thoughts or questions at tailgate, uh, pot or sorry, tailgate pot, tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. I cannot mess that up more. I'm all over the place off script. It's fine. I'm fine. You're crying. I'm not, uh, thank you again. Great interview. And we will catch y'all later. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace. Peace. We'll see y'all later. Appreciate it, boys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.